Hello and welcome to This Week in Wrestling. As always, I will kick us off with the Monday Night Show, that is Monday Night Raw. And the card for this week, we saw The Miz kicking off the show, talking about Yay. his rematch that he wants with Bobby Lashley. We then get... We don't do rematches anymore. <laughs> well, we get the rematch. Um, we get Bobby Yay. Lashley versus The Miz. <laughs> uh, with Bobby Lashley yeah, winning... Fuck, Drew. <laughs> Um, he wins that one. Uh, Braun Strowman comes out and demands an apology from Shane McMahon. And the audience is left wondering, for what? <laughs> why? But why? What, 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 we um, what has he done to upset you again? <laughs> we Please then us. got a no-disqualification match with Drew McIntyre taking on Sheamus, which, despite being no-disqualification, ended in a no-contest. Interesting. We had Xavier Woods taking on Shelton Benjamin, with Xavier Woods picking up the win. We had Riddle versus Slapjack, and I haven't even put anyone who won. I imagine it was Riddle, probably. Um, I imagine Riddle because it was why it was Slapjack win. It was forgettable. Let's put it that way. Um, Shane McMahon has something else to say to Braun Strowman. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. <laughs> the women's tag titles were on the line as Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defended against Lana and Naomi, with Nia and Shayna retaining. And the main event of the evening. Got us seeing AJ Styles taking on Randy Orton with AJ okay. Styles picking up the win. Yeah, why no, the fuck? Wouldn't it be in the main event? Why the fuck not? That's why. Um, no disrespect. Let's let's start this fucking thing moaning, Carl. I know you're gonna yeah. go for the <laughs> Why the fuck was that the main event and not um, what, Bobby or Miz or Drew or Sheamus Bobby or, or, Miz or Drew you know, or Sheamus? Either the one women's of those tag titles made sense. Would have made sense, right? Well, let's not get like out of hand here, Carlos. No one gives a shit about the women's tag. Well, at titles. least it was titles. I'm on not the being line. disrespectful to women when I say that, but the women's tag titles are fucking shit, right? We'll talk about that some more when I get to NXT. But <laughs> how the fuck was that the main event? I have no, idea. I have no. Idea. But how talking about highlights, all last week to this. <laughs> talking about highlights. Nope. Um, <laughs> to be honest, the whole start to the show I thought was really good. Uh, Miz came out and caught a pretty fantastic promo. To be fair. Um, and the rematch itself was great as well. It, you know, it finally made Lashley look like he belongs. Um, you know, even though it was only the Miz, you know, you could still see that he looked and felt like a champion. They gave him a new entrance, and you know, fair. he made yeah. pretty you know handy work of them as well. Um, so really good showing for Bobby. Um, we said this before; they've really fucking bucked themselves into a corner with this. But I'll uh, talk about that in a minute. Um, my other highlight, and the only other highlight I've got for the show is just Drew and Sheamus. I fucking love them too. I just, this was brutal. You know, they've got such immense this chemistry. Was, this was a good match, Carl. But how fucking cartoonishly stupid was them running at each other with the fucking steps, man? It was. It was very stupid. Um, so, yeah, the match itself I thought was fine, right? The problem is, it was a no DQ match and the fucking finish was a referee stoppage. So I don't understand <laughs> that at all, right? But, no, that, yeah. that's a fuck up. Cartoony in the sense that they run at each other with steel steps. They both hit each other. Drew fucking flies over the fucking barricade, which that was cartoony enough. And then they just they can't they can't like continue really. Okay, <laughs> so it didn't and do this the is best. all they done that screwy finish because we know we're not done with these two feuding. Yeah, but like, what, what, what does that mean though? So are we going to get this a fast lane? Is that is that the plan? Uh, and then we're going to get maybe Drew against. Uh, Bobby at Mania? I think so, Who because knows? I don't think they're going to do Drew Bobby for Fastlane. I think they are saving that for Mania. 
because mm. um, I don't think Drew's. It, it kind of annoys me that they do this with with people sometimes, but like Drew seems to just not give a shit about the title right now, and they're trying to paint it like he's trying to deal with Sheamus first. But Sheamus was never a big obstacle for him anyway. It was the Miz who screwed him. Um, so you know, it seems weird that he's not focused on it at all. But that's what they're doing. They're delaying time. Same thing they do with Carrion Cross on NXT. We're delaying time. We know where the fuck he's headed. Let's be honest. Yeah, I still, I still think that they're running out of things to do in the road to WrestleMania because way back when it was the Royal Rumble and then it was WrestleMania. You know, way back when they didn't have yeah. a No Way Out or a Fast Lane or whatever, and then we've had all the No Way Out. They have a backlash between the two at one point as well. Or? I think backlash was after. Was it Mania? After? Yeah, like oh, the back. It was like the backlash from WrestleMania. No, that I makes guess. a bit of sense. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I'd, it's just you have someone win the win the Royal Rumble, and then what you do? What you do then? Do you know what I mean? Up until yeah. Mania. And the mm. annoying thing is they can't build any. Like, look at Edge now. Edge is building up a storyline with Roman, so that straight away makes you go right. So Roman's going to be the one at Mania then with the belt. So that adds no legitimacy to the title match at Fastlane because we already know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So. Not great. Um, speaking of not great, there were some more shites on Raw this week, Anthony. Several. <gasps> Especially Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. Why? Why do we get this? Not just one, but two separate segments. Look, I'm not being funny. When you start a feud with the best wrestler in the world, <laughs> you uh, need two segments. I mean, you do make a, a pretty good point. But like, this took up about 20 minutes of total time on, on this like yeah, 20 minutes of a three-hour show was these two. Seriously? So first of all, he comes out and demands an apology. And Shane's just like basically calling him stupid. And it's like, no, 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 no. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. And then he walks off and he's like, hmm, I've got something else to say, but I'm not going to say it. And then eventually he goes, actually, I am going to say it. Comes back out, calls him stupid a few more times, runs away. Braun chases after him. He sees a car speeding off and thinks it's Shane. And Shane's like, that wasn't me. He is stupid. It's like, really? You're doing a fucking feud based on the fact that Braun's stupid? We could have fu- we could have told you that from the fucking, you know, from day one. It's not a new yeah. revelation, is it? Jesus. Um, so no, WWE's revelation pay-per-view. Oh, don't. Don't even do it. Um, so, yeah. Awful, and no one, no one even wants to see Braun and Shane at fucking WrestleMania. I'm not what? sure why this came into their minds at all. No one was asking for it. It was never a thought or a thing. Oh, it like, happens. Every, it happens every year. WrestleMania, doesn't it? If you think about, it, if you look at who Shane's faced in the last few WrestleManias, he's always there. He's always facing some some fucker. He, you know, we had AJ Styles. He had Undertaker. I don't know what it is about this particular one. I just can't be asked with Shane's little come back against Braun this time around because that's what's going to happen Braun's going to be battering him and at some point he's going to come back and he's going to do his little flurry of punches that he thinks looks really good and even though it doesn't and then he's going to jump off something really big and I'm just like I can't I, I can't it's it's just too pain by numbers I can't be bothered it's, it's the just... Shane McMahon way but... <laughs> the Shane yeah. way the way <laughs> and speaking of the way Charlotte as a face I've got to bring Is it up she... again I've got to bring it up again. Well, you'd you'd never fucking think so, would you? Because she basically, there was a a segment backstage with fucking Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And Charlotte's there, come like looking down on them going, do you know what? I'm ambitious. Um, You know, you guys have got five weeks to to show that your bite's as big as your bark. And it's like, you're meant to be a good guy. What are you being a dick for? Like, haven't you? Who the fuck said she could set time limits, the prick? 
Well, yeah, I think she means it's five minutes, five weeks till WrestleMania, um, like to prove that. And they... then what's gonna? Yeah, what we point when you say that's what's gonna happen? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. What are you gonna do? <laughs> but yeah, probably I... gonna get your fucking title match anyway, regardless of whoever well, exactly. bites you the box or whatever. That that's what that's what doesn't make sense. You're basically saying, well, you know, I'm ambitious and I, I'm gonna prove that I should be facing Asuka. You know, if if you guys want to prove that it should be you instead of me, then you've got five weeks to prove it. And it's like, well. Well, they're just going to book you anyway because you're a fucking yeah. you Unless, like, was that always the problem? Like, they're all backstage and none of them had enough ambition to go. I want a match because that's all she did. Well, exactly, exactly. So, basically, nothing new here. Charlotte sucks. Don't like her. Um, <laughs> and also, Anthony, I'm keen to get your thoughts on this. The fiend stuff is just overdone now. You know, right? Again, I feel like there's a reason the fiend's not here right now because there's no way they can have him not involved for this fucking long. Yeah, like I'd, I'd love to know what is going on because again, it's the same shit. Alexa Bliss comes on the fucking Titantron, and again, Randy Orton starts fucking throwing up black fucking shit out of his gob. Like, I'm pretty lenient. Oh, do you know what? Ultimately, that's not going to mean anything either. Well, exactly right. I, I every week I talk about fucking Sting in AEW coming out, cutting the same fucking <laughs> yeah. promo. We Sting talk about speaks. Roman Reigns on SmackDown. You know, opening the show. Right after a while. <laughs> yeah it's you know it plateaus and you get a bit bored of it i'm fucking bored of this now and it's a shame because it's just one week too many this is literally like when you were saying like oh we're sick of seeing alexa bliss there's something wrong here yeah because she's awesome she's always been a great character and we've always enjoyed her segments whether she's been the snarky heel doing a moment of bliss whether she's been the face character that she was with um nikki cross or even this stuff she's doing now has been awesome and it's a shame that we're getting to a point now when you kind of I don't think we're quite there, but you kind of almost roll your eyes when, when she appears because you know it's going to be something just like either the same old shit or... Paint by numbers, stupid. formulaic to yeah. the max. She's going to come on. She's going to you know do a little laugh. She's going to look at whatever the fuck it is. She's, she's like, is it dice or something? I don't know what, what it is she does. Mm. And then she'll be like, yeah, he's coming soon. Not yet, though. And then, yeah, someone will be sick or something. It's like, all right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to disrespect her because she's doing really good work with that character. It's just, like you say, it's just getting one too many now where it's the same thing yeah. and this is because they've had this plan for a while and they've not had enough story to get it to Wrestlemania which is where it's going to be yeah I agree and that being said I'm going to shock you here Anthony because all in all <gasps> it was still an alright week, week of Raw I don't know whether I've just lowered my standards or what but for a second week in a row I thought it was alright you know you had the the opening to the show you had the Lashley and Miz thing you had um, the Sheamus and Drew thing I know the ending was fucking stupid um, like all in all it was alright you know what I mean they didn't do too many things wrong other than fucking Shane McMahon and maybe the thing that's gone on just a little bit too long now with The Fiend and Orton so I'm going to give it a two and a half I think it was mm. like I'm don't get me wrong it's not setting the fucking world on fire but a two and a half is good for Raw so I thought it was alright yeah you know what I can probably meet you at a two and a half I think that's okay. fair see you there fair assessment and speaking so, of fair assessments <laughs> let's talk NXT shall we Let's do it. So, as far as the car goes, we have the the night being opened by one William Regal. Always nice to see him, to be fair. Uh, announcing two things, Carl. He announced two things. He announced the women NXT Women's Tag Team Titles, because fuck it, why not? And um, he announced uh, the, the next upcoming TakeOver, which is going to be a two-night TakeOver known as uh, Standard Delivery, I believe. Um, <laughs> sorry, Standard Deliver. Standard next Deliver. day delivery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, so we've got a two-night NXT, and I need to speak about that shortly. Um, 
Two Nights NXT, sorry. Two Night Takeover. We then have our first match of the night, which is actually a women's title match. Uh, Io Shirai going up against Tony Storm with Io Shirai taking the win. We then saw Pete Dunne go up against Jake Atlas with Pete Dunne taking the win. We then see uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez going up against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart for the tag team. Ember Moon and Blackheart taking the win. We then had Caden Carter going up against Zia Lee which ended in a DQ, so technically Zaylee won it, but due to the DQ fuckery. Um, we had a tag match between the Grizzled Young Veterans and Legado del Fantasma, with Legado del Fantasma taking the win. And we closed the night off with a NXT title match, which is Finn Balor going up against Adam Cole, with Finn Balor taking the win. That's our card. Highlights, you say? I have two. I have two, Carl. Okay. The Io Shirai and Tony Storm match was fucking brilliant. They work really well together. Thoroughly enjoyable match. And to be fair, yeah, the right probably the right result at this point. Yeah. 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 Boss. Right. <laughs> My next highlight is sort of the main event. It was a good match and they work well together. And I'm I was scrambling for another highlight if I'm honest, so I went with that <laughs> one. Um it, it it's an enjoy I'm not gonna knock it too much. It was an enjoyable match. I do need to moan about some things and I'll explain why it kind of has a downer to it as well when we go to the O'Shites, but all in all, two matches of the night were these two. These are the ones to watch. The rest was kind of filler, as we tend to get with NXT. So as far as highlights go, I've not got much else. Um, yeah. And you might think to yourself, but they announced the next TakeOver, and they announced it's going to be a two-night TakeOver. How is that not a highlight? It's fucking why. They've barely got enough content to fill one <laughs> fucking night. Like, let's be honest, right, Carl? Last year when they did a two-night WrestleMania... Mm-hmm. And I don't knock WrestleMania last year because obviously we had a lot to deal with, right? But I think we both agreed that that could have been one really good night. Yeah. Didn't have to I'll be agree. two nights. It could have been one really good night rather than two okay nights. And this is WrestleMania and this is Raw and SmackDown being included. And this had some NXT as well, if you bear in mind uh, Rhea Ripley's match and so on. So this mm-hmm. is this had all the marbles involved and it was barely worth being two nights and I don't want to sound too extreme because, you know, they were dealing with what they were dealing with and it was a really good WrestleMania. How the fuck is NXT TakeOver going to be over two nights when they've got one smaller show by themselves with barely any story built up? I guess it's just going to be a load of matches. Why is this a good thing? I don't, don't have any story. <laughs> so I'll be interested to see how they pull it off because they're going to have to do a lot of fucking legwork between now and then. Yep. Let's see, let's see. And that's why it wasn't a highlight, because I think it's a stupid idea. Speaking of stupid ideas, <laughs> my other O'Shite is the NXT Women's Tag Team titles, uh, because I think, given the size of the Women's Tag Team roster, I know they've thrown a load together for the Dusty Classic, but let's be honest, there's not a lot of established women's tag teams, and the women's roster is still not... I suppose it's fair size now, to be honest. Let's, yeah. But... In, in any case, I think it should have been one set of tag titles. And I'm not being sexist or biased when I say this, because I keep saying this about the men's tag titles as well. One set of belts would make it all a lot more interesting. And it kind of annoys me that they're going the same direction with this. So now we have exclusively NXT tag titles. So we have a set of women's tag titles that, that can be defended on both Raw and SmackDown. And then NXT get their own. And I just don't get why. Why not move across the fucking three of them? It doesn't make any sense to me. And this was their perfect excuse to get talent from SmackDown and Raw to appear on NXT to help boost the fucking ratings. Why would you do what you've just done? It doesn't make any sense. And it felt like they were building up to a rematch as well mm-hmm. with uh, Baszler and Jax. 
And it, it, that's not going to happen now. And I'll tell you why it's not going to happen, because the other fucking oh shite is the fact that the titles changed hands on the first fucking night. <laughs> Some people really enjoyed this, and I don't get it. So we had um, Dakota Kai and um, Gonzalez being sort of inaugurated, as it were, as the, as the tag titles. Um, and in fact, it's like champs, sorry, they weren't, they weren't the titles themselves. That'd be really, <laughs> um, they, were, they were given the, the championship uh, by Regal when he announced the belts. So you go, sounds, they are the champs. They've not, they, they earned it through what they went through last week, etc. but they, they haven't had a, a match with them. So what we're going to do, we're going to defend the titles tonight and lose them straight away. Yeah. Boss, hasn't it? So that's, that's helped them as a tag team. Um, and yeah, I don't mind them Moon and, and Shotty Blackheart as a tag team and, and credit to them for being the champs now, but why go for the, the title switch like first night? Why not have them successfully defend them at least fucking once? Yeah, it it was a it was a baffling call I thought because why go through the whole fucking inauguration and then just you know <laughs> because they they won the fucking classic didn't they and then they mm. went on to have that that match that they got screwed out of it basically so they were yeah, given and the belts felt like they were and then they lose the rematch and then it's yeah. like well that was pointless yep so um so yes that had to be an old shite as well and then my last one Carl because I won't go on all night uh, my last old shite it was um, Finn Balor. Sadly, the main event was good. The match itself was decent, um, but Finn, typically as he has done in the in the past, and to be honest, as he seems to have done since he's gone back to NXT, he's just channeling channeling that Orange Cassidy energy because uh, for someone who was like he's gonna hate Adam Cole for what he's done and all this kind of stuff, it was kind of low effort if I'm honest. Like mm. the, I don't know how to explain it. The match wasn't, but like the match was good, but the passion wasn't there. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I felt, I, it felt like Finn was rather indifferent to the whole thing in all honesty they still worked well together they're still great technically they still have good chemistry in the ring so that you know on that level you can look at it real but where was the um, where was the drive or the, the 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 storytelling and the emotion and that sort of thing it just wasn't there he was just like he was, it was there it was there for the ride but you know and that's how it felt anyway to me I don't know if you have a similar opinion but I mean that's how I feel when I watch NXT I'm like I'm there for the ride so I don't really hold any strong emotional <laughs> ties to any of it really but <laughs> um, yeah because there was a, probably more bits that pissed me off than any than, than previous NXTs and because there wasn't a lot going on with this NXT as far as the rating goes Carl I'd probably have to give this one a one and a half it was quite a weak week a weak week <laughs> a weak week week um, yeah do you know what I'm going to agree with you mate I thought um like Finn Cole was all right, but at the same time, it did feel a bit like meh because we all know that Carrion is the is well the big thing. There's another thing like I don't know how you feel about it. I didn't put it as no shake because it doesn't particularly bother me, but I've seen a lot of comments on this that the the setting this Finn Carrion thing up with just Finn turns up and stares him out, and you're like, oh sorry, Carrion turns up and stares Finn out, and that that's them setting that up, and it's like okay, that was a really good bit of uh, bit of build up to their match, wasn't it? Like didn't seem like any effort in that story either, if we're honest. Yeah. Um, and I can see the point. I wasn't as aggrieved by it because I'm just glad we're finally getting to a fucking point where Carrion Cross is going to be in the title scene. Um, but yeah, in all fairness, yeah, it was just a case of like, yeah, I'm coming for you, TikTok and all that. And I mean, I suppose that's what he does anyway, isn't it? But, coming for you on TikTok, he's gonna do some fucking dancing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna Sam? gonna mime to um, WAP. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So oh yeah, God. so that it's not an O'Shea, but I thought I'd mention it because um, it comes to my mind when you mentioned about uh, that's where that's where we're headed because we're clearly where we're headed. But they just yeah, 
You mean he's not going to have another feud with fucking, you know, Santos Escobar or anything? No? I don't know. He might be like... Not for the cruiserweight belt? You, Finn, and then he starts, like, walking, and then, <clears throat> I don't know, Cameron Grimes hits his peripheral vision, <laughs> and they end up in a feud. I don't know. It could happen. Let's be honest. It is NXT, so... What happened? But, Anthony, let's move on to the superior <laughs> Wednesday night show. Come at me, NXT fanboys. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Um, so the card this week for Dynamite is we had Matt Jackson taking on Ray Phoenix with Ray Phoenix picking up the win. We had uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley commenting on what exactly happened post-exploding barbed wire death match. <laughs> okay. We had Cody Rhodes taking on Seth Gargas. You know, Seth. Um, with Cody picking up the win, Sharkara. We had Lee yeah. Johnson taking on Ethan Page with Ethan Page picking up the win. Christian Cage's first interview gets interrupted. But don't worry, we next have... week Christian speaks. And the week after, <laughs> Christian's going to get interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. On the same card, Sting will speak too. Oh. <laughs> um, we like have... Week seven, Christian speaks to Sting. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. About TNA Impact. Um, anyway, uh, so <laughs> we had a six-woman tag with Hikaru Shida um, and Thunder Rosa teaming up with Ryo Mizunami to take on Britt Baker, uh, Nala Rose and Maki Ito uh, with Shida, Rosa and Mizunami picking up the win. The TNT title was on the line with the winner of the face of the revolution, uh, the face of the revolution, Vladimir Scorpio Sky taking on Darby Allen and Darby Allen picked up that win. And retained. Sorry, yeah. such a cool millennial. Tony Hawk <laughs> got to have a go of his belt because he's such a cool millennial. He's like so cool. He's so cool. Um, I'm not for the game. No, definitely don't hate Darby. Um, and the main event, if you want to call it that, was the Inner Circle War Council. An interesting choice to close the night with it, actually. Another Inner Circle talking segment. I bet when you saw the sabotage, you were like, oh, God. But maybe some shit happened. Let's find out. Shit. <laughs> certainly some shit um i kid i kid so in terms of highlights another solid opening so ray phoenix man i say this every time every time i see him he's just so fucking good he might be the best yeah. you know him and kenny omega the two best wrestlers on aw we'll throw it out there. i kind of want to call him underrated but i don't know if it's me underrating him if that makes any sense mm. because i kind of forget about him and then i see him in a match and go he's really fucking good and then I go back to forgetting about him. Uh, no, not meaning any disrespect when I say that, by the way. But like, is he like do other people appreciate him, and it's just me underrating him, or is he underrated? I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a weird one. I think he's got that that kind of spot on the card that doesn't warrant his ability. But you know, there's a lot of people like that in AEW. I think they can't fit mm. them all in all over the place. Like, I'd love to see him get a TNT title run at some point. Um, because I just yeah. think he's so fucking good. But when Darby's finished. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, Darby that you don't hate. Um, but, yeah, at the minute, he's obviously kind of teaming up with Pac, isn't he? So it'll be interesting to see what comes of that, if anything, whether they get like um, tag titles or what. But, um, yeah, just so good, man. And a, a really solid opening, as we've come to know and expect from Dynamite. Um, so, yeah, interesting. I don't think that they're going to dethrone the books, if I'm honest. Um, but, obviously, it builds that feud up quite nicely if um, Phoenix does have a win over one half of the champions. So, nice little opening, and it made sense. Um, Eddie Kingston and Moxley, man, you've got to love them. You've got to love them. They tried their best. They did their best <laughs> effort to try and save face after the little 
Whimper of he an did. explosion at Revolution. I don't want to knock that effort too much, but I was kind of a little bit like, guys, you're making it worse. Just stop talking, please. Yeah. I th- a little bit. Some so elements were good, but overall, I'm like, just, just don't. I liked, I liked them as a pair. I liked the way they were riffing off each other and like you oh, know, yeah. joking and stuff like that. But yeah, the excuses and stuff like that, I don't know. But I enjoyed seeing them together as friends. And yeah, it's good that I think there was a point when um, Kingston was sort of like corpse and it's um, stuff Moxley was saying. Yeah, and, uh, and bits. So you can you can definitely see the, the the friendship between the two of them, which is nice and it's entertaining. Well, it. And I think I think that's what people wanted. It's just a shame that they've got to ruin bits of that to try and come up with you know rationale behind what happened but hopefully that'll all go away pretty soon and they won't have to address it again and they can just focus on being these cool drink buddies like uh like they want so mm. that was a highlight for me because they, they tried so fair play they tried, yeah. um, participation <laughs> medals all around well exactly exactly um right the cody match was not on to shout home about it was just a was generic squash um <laughs> well well right the match itself wasn't because it was a squash but obviously, it's a Cody segment. So, um, basically, after the match, he gets interrupted um, by Penta. Um, and do you know what? Fuck it. I'm into it, man. So, he basically said on the mic, you know, if Cody is the prince of pro wrestling, then you may as well call him the Lord of Lucha Libre. And I fucking, I just loved that. I thought it was so good. Um, but, like, Pet, you know, yeah. Similar to Phoenix, Penta is a, another one who is probably underrated and undervalued. Um, so to see him get a bit of a breakout now and go into a, potentially a little feud with Cody, he basically got on the mic afterwards, um, but he, he doesn't really speak much English, so he had one of the Spanish announced guys translate for him. I'm not sure whether they're going to set that up as like a manager thing or what. Um, but basically, he said something along the lines of after he's finished with him, he's not going to be able to you know, pick up his baby daughter. And then obviously Co- Cody lost it. And like you know, they had to like fucking pull them apart and stuff. So, yeah, fair play. I'm I'm into it. Not gonna lie. So, I can see this being really really good. To be fair, as long as they just don't carry on, you know, doing crazy shit in terms of like storyline. Just keep it to them having a match would be great. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I'm I'm all for it, but like I think it does have the danger, and I, I hate to see this now because I'll say this with any match Cody's involved in, but it does have the danger of being overbooked and overproduced. Yeah, I mean, they've already started off. It's not just like, uh, I'm going to call you out. He's brought his unborn daughter into it and stuff. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, the next dog next. It's just going to be a way too much. <laughs> so kidnap his dog and use one of the sparkles from the revolution thing to scare him. Um, anyway, so we had... Um, the next highlight is Hangman. I just love the fact that he's just going around spending all of my Hardy's money. <laughs> so funny the way he's doing it. He's just bought a ride on lawnmower. He's just like donated some to charity, buying bits of bobs, like just stupid random shit. And I love that he's just bros with the Dark Order now, to be fair. Like, yeah. you know. So I really love what they turn the Dark Order into, to be honest. Yeah, it's sick of like, it? I don't think you can keep the whole mystic evil thing now with obviously the, the tragedy that happened with uh, with Ephraim and Brody. I think they need to be, because naturally we want to like them now. You know what I mean? Because mm. we've got to know them on a on an emotional level and we got to see how devastated they were over losing such an awesome guy. Um, it's hard to sort of book them as heels and I think they've done the right thing, making them more approachable and more fun in that way. Yeah, definitely. And I think to be fair, Hangman has needed something to do. Like I'm, I'm going to call this now. I think the one to dethrone Omega, if it isn't, you know, Christian, which we'll get on to, could be Hangman. It's like, it needs to be yeah, because it makes the most actually sense. Coming back around. Definitely. Yeah. It's got like, they've got the most history there. Hangman, you know, 
he's got all that burden of never never winning it. He's had his chances and he, he's lost both times and you know caused even more drinking. <laughs> so maybe the Dark Order are going to be the ones that finally build them up enough to be able to win like that belt that. eventually. So yeah. that's what I'm calling. And I think Hangman, I'm, I'm enjoying him and I do think he's going to be a future world champ. Um, so don't count out Hangman Page. So that is good. Um, I didn't write this is this has had some ups and downs when you, you you look around, but I didn't mind the Kenny Omega stuff either. So right again, they're going on about it too much, aren't they? And they probably should just forget about it and let it die. But yeah, right, they fucked up honest, and they're, they're talking about it, they're honest, saying it. The person to sell this should have been Kenny. Yeah, it's actually the mocks Kingston <clears> stuff <throat> that I would have left alone. Kenny needed to, to come out and address this because he's the one who apparently did it deliberately. And that's the sell right there, as far as I'm concerned. Well, exactly. The, the The problem is, though, the reason why they needed to do something with Mox and Kingston was because there was two things at fault. One, the pyro didn't go off. And two, Kingston lay there like a fucking dead fish for no Kid reason. Had a nap. On so of his mate. something had to be explained for that. So that's why them two did that. But then obviously Omega, for you know, he's now trying to say about the pyro and stuff isn't he but the thing that I, I just thought it was so funny where he was just taking the piss out of Eddie and he was like he just lay down and was like 69 me Don 69 me and I don't know why but uh, you know what, though, that's just got prop- so quote people like are giving it shit for them like so trying to explain this fuck up but at the same time that's become so infamously quotable now people are loving that whole 69 me Don thing that's uh, gonna be a shit if it's not already that's gonna be a shit I just laughed out loud so much it was so funny man so funny um <laughs> Yeah, Omega is a heel. Okay, I'll give it. It's good. It's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've I've shat on him for a good couple of weeks now because he's he, he was doing so well, and then he went into this weird thing where he's reading fucking books to children. Yeah, I think this is then... the trouble when you when you leave him to sort of vamp with no real direction. That's what you get reading books yeah. and stuff. Um, when he's got a focus, so he's coming out to basically talk Moxley down and give the pair of them shit. That's when it works. Yeah, I, yeah. I think you're right there. He's could have been better. an asshole, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, and then Christian Cage um, came out as well. Um, so basically, he was he was meant to be having an interview, but it didn't happen. Um, so yeah, I don't know. He basically kind of had a, bit, had a bit of a stare off with Omega, and then Omega went to cheap shot him. Christian went to put him in the. I don't really know what he calls it anymore. It used to be called like the impaler didn't it? i don't know what i think he changed the name of it mm. or something um but went to hit him with his finish anyway um but then uh fucking don pulled him out um before it could happen so yeah it looks like they're going straight to the main event with christian cage which to be fair based on the you know his name and, and the level of um level of his name he probably belongs in the main event doesn't he so interesting if they go straight for that <laughs> get off right what is it with you? <laughs> so basically, what you're saying is Edge is the good one and Mahardy's the good one. So you're saying AEW's got one good one and WWE's got the other good one. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Because you hate Jeff and now you clearly hate Christian. Well, uh, so... Yeah, let's have the wonderful tag team of Jeff and Christian. That'll work. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. Like, I just... Yeah. I've uh, I've no re- I can't I can't argue with you, Carl. I can't justify my reasons. I just I'm not a fan of the the fact that the build up was for Christian and the fact that he's straight in the main event scene. I just it doesn't sit well with me. And I'll be sat here on the other side of it when you're pissed off with the two going. And I fucking told you so. Let's see. You mark. It's a gut feeling, Carl. It's a gut feeling. I'm not I'm not easy with this. Let's see. I think it'll be fine because next week Christian Cage is going to talk. So yeah, have that. Um. And then the last highlight I want to talk about, 
Finally, Anthony, sometimes the... Finally. <laughs> finally, the MJF has come back with his own stable. Um, so, we've been talking about this for weeks. You've not been super keen. I've held faith of something going to happen. And we still got to swerve, in my opinion, because, you know, this whole thing, Jericho eating the pin at Revolution, and then um, Jer- uh, Jericho there saying, yeah, I think we need to maybe add a member. And then he's like, no, no, I think maybe we need to kick out a member. And then Guevara shows up and goes, no, no, no. Um, he-, he shows this video, and it looked like MJF had managed to get everyone convinced to kick out Jericho. They all are going to turn on Jericho, but then it's a ruse because they're all in on it together and they all go to MJF and it's like, oh shit, your plans backfired MJF. Oh no. And then he goes, no, um, I I don't want to break it up. I, I, I was too busy building my own. And the lights go out. And who is it? Wardlow, FTR, Sean Spears and Tully Blanchard are all stood there getting proper four horsemen type vibes and they just obliterate the inner circle. And it was a swerve. And if you say you saw it coming, you're a damn dirty liar because you didn't. <laughs> I liked it. I, it um, I didn't see it coming. I, um, the, if I overanalyze it, I would question why he bothered joining the inner circle. It didn't help him or even aid him to build his own faction. But whatever. The fact that we're getting to this place where you can now get your matches like Hager versus Wardlow, you know, and obviously FTR will be going up against Santana and Ortiz and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm all for it. Sean Spears will probably go up against Guevara. It's all there. It writes itself. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm all for it. I think it's really good, and I think the way they brought them out and the you know the the sort of the shock moments worked really fucking well. And like you say, there's no way you could have predicted it. But as the only gripe I've got is if you look at it too much, you go, "Why did you spend a few weeks with the inner circle at all then? If you were just going to build your own faction?" The only thing but I can whatever. think of is he was wise to the fact that he was trying to convince them. And it it wasn't going to work, and they were going to turn. But so yeah, it, well, I don't he, know. He had genuine intentions of joining them, but realised this isn't working. So he's like a couple of weeks ago. Maybe, to build, maybe, maybe his original plan was to usurp them, and then was like, nah. But do you know what? I don't know because if if you think about it, if you go way way back to early COVID times, this actually the seeds were already there because he was playing. He was doing bets with Sean Spears, wasn't he? He was betting on matches mm-hmm. with them and stuff. And when FTR yeah. came in, he had a little bit of a uh, little bit to do with them as well. Like uh, you saw him in, like in yeah. The back, the, to so. be fair, the, the combination is actually really quite logical when you look at it. Mm-hmm. Like you understand how they've all ended up in this faction with him. And I, I, I noticed you alluded to it before. This might give Sean Spears something to do, which is good. <laughs> maybe, maybe instead of just changing his hairstyle and wearing a glove. <laughs> I mean. Do you need to do more than that? I don't think you do. I mean, that's pretty much that. That is that's the highlight reel of his time in AEW so far. So he needs to do something. That is true. But yeah, I thought it was a great ending to the show, and it was you know I was shocked, and that is good. Now Indeed. for the oh shite, Anthony. And oh I've got a, shite! I've got a couple of them as well. So firstly, no Lance Archer. Why? Why? You were just starting to be decent. I was starting to like you, and then you come out in the middle of you know Sting talks. And go, Sting's got too much mic time. I don't get any. And walks away. I mean, and why? What's this even mean? What's it mean, though? Like, are we going to get Sting and Lance Archer? Nobody wants that. You get Sting versus fucking Jake. Like, what? what? I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't. I don't it. But um, he's not wrong. Sting has way too much mic time. <laughs> yes. But he is Sting. Oh, sorry. He it's Sting. Sting. 
That's my best to tell you shit about it. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, oh, thank you. So that was the first one. Um, the next one, oh my god, man, right? How many times do they need to have technical issues? Fuck's sake. So all the way through Ethan Page's debut fucking match, you know, on Dynamite, we get NBA sound, right? It's just the fucking audio of the NBA game, and it's just like, really? How is this happening? Like, it's stuff like this that just makes them seem so amateur. It's not the first time this has happened either. It happens way too often. And you're on a network like TNT. It's not a fucking, it's not a small network. Do you know what I mean? Like, how... How did they manage to fuck up? them to be competing with WWE on a production value point of view because their production's on point for WWE, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't expect them to be at that level, but like you say, not doing shit like this. Yeah. Like, it was literally the, the audio was fucked for the whole match. So I can't even really say Ethan Page and Lee Johnson was good or not because I was so distracted. I couldn't really watch it. It was practically unwatchable. Yeah. Um, Especially because you quite like the NBA, so you were probably listening in quite <laughs> intently. I was like, defense! Um, but like, I mean, it's, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world because they've started some weird thing with QT Marshall and fucking Dustin Rhodes now, um, that I don't really care about either. So, you know, maybe, no. maybe it was good. Maybe it saved me from that because they're having a bit of a fallout. Um, oh, no. another row shite, big money Matt has now signed the butcher and the blade because yeah. they're not okay. with Eddie Kingston anymore and they need something to do, I guess. I don't know why. I just okay. wish they would stop it. They're not going to, they're not going to give up, but yeah, I don't like Big yeah, Bunny. Watching Matt. the Blade just exist in their own right. Exactly. They, you know, they've got the bunny. They don't need any anyone else. Bunny's cool. Yeah, like the the rock up to the land with MJF. Then they join Kingston after dressing a bit like sailors or whatever they were doing for a while. <laughs> and then now they're signing with Big Money Matt. Like just just be a fucking tag team. Yeah, but they're gonna dress like you know big wads of cash. So <laughs> then that'd be okay. Um, and then. <laughs> the last shite I've got this week. I'm not too sure on the Scorpio Sky heel turn. So, obviously, Scorpio and Darby have a match. After the match, Scorpio loses his shit, basically, and tries to break the ankle of um, Darby Allen. Um, oh, that was a heel turn? That was a heel turn. Like, literally, oh. he turned his heel. Um, I, thought, I thought he was turning face. <laughs> I was like, Why'd you? yeah, go Scorpio. <laughs> but but I'm course, not against Darby at all. Yeah, no. yeah, of course not. <clears throat> Why do you hate him so much? I like Darby. <laughs> I don't. I'm just um, this whole <laughs> misconception you've decided to give out. But yeah, um, so I'm not too sure I'm sold on that. But also, what irked me even more than anything else was how big of a deal they made around the fucking the tunnels. So. There's two tunnels, isn't there? It's meant to be that the good guys come out of one side of the tunnel and the bad guys come out of the other. And they literally were like, he went in the other tunnel. It's like... I think. Really? Yeah. But it's like, it doesn't need to be brought up every two minutes. So what's Cody? <laughs> he, he comes up through the fucking God. thing, doesn't he? Yeah, he's... He, <laughs> exactly. That's another reason people hate him. But yeah, that's... You know what I mean? Like, why... why? It was just so cringy the way they did it. They were like, that's not the same tunnel he came out of. It's like show, don't tell, dickheads. Yeah, that was like WWE level, like a recap, like trying to tell us that means he's a bad guy now. He's the freak. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, so that wasn't great either. To be fair, but all in all, I thought it was a thoroughly entertaining episode um, of Dynamite. Um, It would have got a four, to be honest, um, but there was just probably too many things that were slight. I had slight gripes with. Um, I think the MJF swerve stuff was awesome. Um, the opening match was really good as well. Um, 
and you know the the TNT title match and stuff was was decent too. So really good episode, but it's gonna get three and a half from me. Um, again, as we typically like to be, Carl, I'm within half a point. I'm gonna give it a three. Um, still I get one it. of the higher just... rated shows of the week. In all fairness, but you've knocked half a point it. off because Darby was on the show, haven't you? That's what it yeah. is. Because he didn't get his ankle, but I'm just kidding. That's way too much. <laughs> I didn't want him to get his wow. ankle. It's fine. You're a terrible but, uh, person. No, it's it's a, it was it was a decent show. It's probably the best one of the week, not not including Revolution, obviously. Um, and yeah, I just I can't can't justify giving any more than that in my head. Okay, that is fair. So let's talk about SmackDown, shall we? Lay the SmackDown on me. So interestingly, this week, as far as the card goes, we have Edge opening the show with uh, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> you know, promos, promos. <laughs> Love it. Um, obviously, it still kind of revolves around Roman, but it wasn't Roman himself, so that's interesting. Um, first match of the night, we have the Street Profits and the Mysterios going up against, um, what are they called, Alpha Academy and uh, Ziggy and Rude with Street Profits and Mysterios taking away. We then saw Cesaro going up against Murphy, Buddy, uh, with Cesaro taking the win due to a disqualification. We then have the Kevin Owens show featuring Sasha Banks and Bianca Bella. We then have subsequently have a match between uh, Banks and Bella going up against Tamina and Natalia, with Tamina and Natalia taking the win. We had the IC title on the line this week, Carl, with Big E going up against Sami Zayn, and Big E took the win. And then we closed the night out with a nice old Brian and Roman Reigns segment thing contract signing thing ah whatever it was and that's how we close the night <laughs> on a talky off the thing, on a, doing some talky talks so highlights carl highlights honestly big e big e cutting a nice um impassioned promo of sorts um against apollo obviously apollo's turned heel and talking shit and um this actually started to slightly get me invested in their match so I think he really? did a, a better job than he's done in a while. Credit where credit's due, Carl. Did you need to come down the ring with a fucking neck brace and a fucking leg thing and all this other fake shit just to go, ha? <laughs> credit where credit's due, Carl. He cut a good promo. I'm not saying it was perfect. He did He did good. He did. Come on, give him some credit. Big E, more like Big F. He's a guy F. who spent the last like, big five, F. six years throwing pancakes. F. He, you know, he's, he's got to get used to this new, fucking new world he's in. F. And I think failed. he did a good job. Fail. You're F. Fucking wrong. You're fucking wrong. You're wrong. Um, do you know what? Opening promo I want to give a highlight to because Brian and Edge, not something I, I don't know if we had it previously. I don't never. remember having it previously. Never, never, never. They work so fucking well together. I want it to see it so well. so believable. And I'm, I'm probably more hyped for them two going at it, which is probably going to be at Fastlane, than I am for uh, Mania against Roman, in all honesty. Like... They just they sold this so well, and I'm like I'm yeah I'm I'm here for this. This is good. It's good stuff, and I need to give it credit. And I love the fact that they've actually gone. It kind of revolves around the whole main event scene and and Roman in a way, but we don't need to um, have Roman involved in this. And well, I just I... realized that did they, I think they might have actually booked Brian going on Roman. Page. Roman for fast yeah, lane, so I don't yeah. I'm gonna get uh, Brian Edge actually. So apologies for that. Yeah, because like partly I was thinking, are we now gonna see Daniel Bryan inserted into the WrestleMania thing and make it a triple threat? But I don't know if I want to see that. I'd, I I'd quite like to see want, two want, individual matches. Yeah, that's the thing. I want a really good match between Brian and Edge, and I want a really good match against um, Edge and Roman. So because part of me is thinking they're gonna do this so that Daniel Bryan can eat the pin, and then we get Edge as the new champ. Because he wouldn't make Roman lose, like, and be pinned. No, no. But then what's Uso there for? 
insert well, him, let him eat pins. It's all good. That's it. I can't uh, decide whether they're going to do something because I'm going to call it now. Jimmy Uso is going to come back a fast lane and he's going to cost Daniel Bryan the match. So I can't decide whether they're going to do Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan versus the Usos at WrestleMania or whether yeah. Kevin Owens just does something else completely. Um, and, you know, yeah. Who knows? I just I need Brian and Edge at some point. It's going to be really good, and they're clearly building some sort of feud between the two of them. So come on, we've got to have this happen. <laughs> come on, you dickheads. So I've got two old shites because I'm not going to harp on about the night. It was okay, but two things that really bug me: uh, Tamina pinning Bianca Belair. Mm. I don't care how you book it, and I mean no disrespect to Tamina, but Tamina pinning somebody that you're trying to build momentum for was a fucking bad idea. This does not help. Like, yeah. don't have her eat the pin. Don't have Tamina fucking do it. I, I don't know what they wanted from this, but this was just such a, a bad call. Like, I'm, I'm again, I'm trying to be respectful to Tamina and Natalia have been there for ages. You know, the, they are veterans and they are the, the good women's wrestlers. I'm not trying to disrespect, but both of them, have, the way they've been booked over the last, what, six, seven years nearly, that might be extreme, six, five, four, whatever. The, the length of time they've been booked where they're just there to be either some sort of comic foil or some sort of stupid gimmick or turn up randomly to enter a karaoke contest and then you never see them again, <laughs> Tamina. Um, I just don't get why you'd give her that, those sort of people who've been booked that way the pin over somebody you're legitimately trying to say is a threat to Sasha Banks for the title. Yeah. What were they thinking? What were they thinking, Cal? Not ideal. And I'm aware that shenanigans were involved, but I don't care. <laughs> don't do the pin. Fucking hell, you're quite happy to DQ shit most of the time. Do that. That is true. That is very true. So that that was the main main sort of arc. The next one I've got is, uh, what's the whole Murphy thing now? Oh, who knows? Is he mates with Rollins? Like, they're not explicitly saying like he's back in, in the fold with Rollins. Why would you go anywhere near Rollins after everything? Like We did a whole storyline where he ran away with a teenage girl, right? Oh, maybe that's why, because they want us to forget about that. <laughs> Like, this is the problem. Like, we're not mentioning it at all now. Like, he, he ran off into the sunset with Aaliyah. Now he's come back. They don't mention it. He never interacts with the Mysterios that I recall. He's not been back long enough, but maybe. But, um, and now he's, like, almost like he's trying to get back in with Rollins, which I don't get. Why is he even in the Cesaro match? Why not just leave Rollins to fucking deal with it? Got no away idea. from that. You chewed your leg out of that bear trap. What the fuck are you doing? So, um... Yeah, don't understand. Uh, just the whole booking with Murphy. It's like, we have no idea what to do with you, so we're going to put you back there. Bad time for Buddy. So that's my uh, my only other O'Shea card. Unless you have any other notes, the week was there. It wasn't the best SmackDown. It wasn't the worst. It was just kind of there. You know, there was stuff happening, but those are the only two things that really pissed me off, unless you have any others. I mean, the only other thing I, I could potentially comment on is Kevin Owens. Just, I don't know, just a, such an underutilization of him, isn't it? <laughs> Kevin yeah, Owens show I, again. I, Actually, actually baffled how they're going to get him to Mania. I really am. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't mean. I'm. I'm going to be surprised if he does get to jump off there. He probably won't even get booked. Insane. He might just doing have nothing. the KO show off there. <laughs> yeah. Like well. At the end. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought I would end the KO show with a sim symbol of my career. Just jumps off the fucking thing. <laughs> fucking nosedive. Um, yeah. No, I really like Kevin Owens, and it's a shame that they've not. Like they don't seem to have anything meaningful meaningful for him going towards Mania at this point, which is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy shocking. to me. I mean, to be like, it's kind of the same with um, AJ Styles on Raw. He's another oh, yeah, one who's fantastic. Actually, it's He's a really nothing. interesting parallel. There. So unless they put um, Triple H with him, which is obviously 
been rumoured as like a dream dream match or whatever for AJ and Triple H for some reason. Um, then you've got to you've got to yeah, argue. For some reason you're clearly not invested in that idea. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> not invested. <laughs> Love it. So um, so all being said, then Carl, my rating for this uh, this particular SmackDown is a two. I will also say yeah. it was a number two. Um, no, yeah, two out of five it's seems fair. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, two out of five seems fair. To be fair, um, like the opening, I thought was fantastic. There were some decent matches on there as well, but yeah, it was just bland, wasn't it? To be fair, mm. exactly. Well, it's like even that. Like I don't class it as an shite because it was still a passable match. But like you've got a match with the Mysterios and. Uh, street profits and the like so many parts involved and could have been fast-paced and exciting i didn't really hit me radar in that sense it was just it was there it was an okay match like that that's what they ended with and considering how many people were involved and technically that should have been produced quite quite it should have been a lot of concentration on producing that should i say because you have to be very careful when there's so many moving parts but it mm. didn't even merit being bad either it was just there it's just strange bizarre 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 but that was the, that was it that was smackdown and that was this week in wrestling carl it was, Done. and that was the show. That was four the show. segments, and that's why it's half twelve at night because dedication, because we love dedication. But yeah, another week in the can. We thank you for taking the time to listen or to watch us. If you haven't done already, enter our Instagram giveaway. You could win a WWE T-shirt of your choice. Um, also. Follow us on the other places that I forget that we're on. We're on places. Follow us. We're everywhere, man. We're, we're everywhere. everywhere. But get yourself on the gram, as the kids like to say. <laughs> get on the and, gram. Uh, and, you know, follow us for starters, because that's how you've got to start this thing off. But then have a look at the competition. All the instructions are there. You that's could it. win a free T-shirt. Yeah, you yeah. Could. And we're going to draw the winner of that giveaway during our live draw you. WrestleMania Night 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to draw you like you know one of the French girls um, but no we were going to choose the winner of that giveaway during our live stream on Twitch on night 2 of Wrestlemania so you can look out for that then and hopefully you will be a lucky winner but that is it for a week for a week for this week I don't know this can't talk for another week I shut oh, down bro. after midnight I'm like a gremlin um, <laughs> don't feed yeah. him for God's sake <laughs> But yeah, we hope you've enjoyed yourself as much as we have, and we will see you this time next week. Take it easy, one and all. And here's some funky music. You're watching or listening to A to the K. 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 These guys are awesome. Check it out. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later.